And we're here. Free Talk Live. The live call-in show. Thursday night edition. Sitting here in the studio tonight. It's I, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... Matty Matt. And I am not Tyler. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm also not going to attempt to be Tyler. I realize that last Thursday... It is Thursday today. It is Thursday. Yes. Yes. Last Thursday, when Matt wasn't here, I proclaimed boldly <laughs> that I was substitute Matt or fake Matt or fill in Matt or several other versions of substitute Matt. But Tyler isn't here, and so I'm kind of doing the same thing. I'm filling in for it, but like. I just can't be Tyler. No. I know Matt a bit better than I know Tyler. And Tyler said, well, why don't you just be substitute Matt again and let Matt be substitute Tyler? Now, and I thought that was a good idea. Tyler is not here, but he is sitting right across the street, like rocking in his swing chair. So. <laughs> well, he was about 20 minutes ago yeah, when I so. when I parked and you know walked into the, the studio. I saw him across the street. I'm like... Looking like you're studying pretty hard there, pal, for taking yeah. a night out for studying. Hey, there are cigars to smoke and whiskey to drink. So, I mean, things got to get done around here sometimes. Well, these are things I could be doing instead of filling in for yes, Tyler. Yes, but you're a sucker. It, well, it, it could be not Tyler <laughs> sitting on the swing enjoying the evening while Tyler sat here. But no, he's just chilling out there while, while we do I, all the work. I also love this show. So, you know, when it comes time to do free speech stuff on a nationwide 200-ish worldwide radio stations plus the internet plus a couple of satellite stations the only uh, intergalactic libertarian radio show. i mean the only thing that could get me here faster and more frequently is if there were several hot babes doing first chair you know there are intergalactic uprisings that are occurring right now because of this show we don't even know about them happening in a parallel dimension. And Tyler couldn't even bother to show time, up. In a world. <laughs> right? This is the uh, the movie guy? That, that would be how you do fake Tyler, though. You just go down a conspiracy rabbit hole <laughs> until you find the bottom or the exit. <laughs> bottom or exit. Well, because that's what he does, right? That's his thing. He's like, all right, if we're going to talk about conspiracies, like how deep do you guys really want to go tonight? Uh, I mean, right. And I'm I'm not of the conspiracy depth that Tyler is. Like Venusians kidnapped Joe Biden and replaced his left earlobe. That's why it looks funny. I mean, have you partied with the Venusians? I have not partied. Right, well, until you do, call me later. But I would assume that's where the hot babes come from, right? Is that? Is there an HB on that order? Yes, there is. So uh, I used to work at a pizza place, and folks would would call in, and me and my friend Tom would predict, based on the female voice that called and ordered, that if it was indeed a female who came to retrieve said order, it was pickup only, we didn't have delivery, um, you know, that uh, we would put an HB on the ticket. HB nice. stood for hot babe. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case the listeners out there weren't paying attention. Um, and so... So if you see an HB on your Starbucks cup, be glad. Be or or we would do, like... Hey, do you got that order for the two medium pizzas? Yeah, was there an HB on that order? There sure was. Okay, great. I'll have it right up for you. You know, <laughs> nice. Like if you're peering out into the window where like the hot babe is actually standing. Now, is that sexual harassment? Uh, good question. 
I think in today's world, it's probably rape. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Well, literal rape. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, then these are all figurative stories <laughs> <laughs> that only happened in my mind. I, I used to work at a, a, a fast food salad joint, and we had like a buffalo chicken Caesar wrap. Oh, they had one of those in Seattle called Sprout. Okay. This and was, it was a $12 salad, but it was large and delicious. So I, I will say this about the salad. Right, it was not, it was probably about the same price. I think the large was like a ten dollars salad. Uh-huh. Right, I got so accustomed to that that when they went out of business, I went to Whole Foods and I made myself like a ten dollars salad, and then I got to the register. It was like thirty five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, no wonder we went out of business because we were only charging ten bucks for this. <laughs> yeah, It'll and look happen. how much and look how much it's supposed to cost. But anyway, so we had this buffalo chicken Caesar wrap. And I basically like I dubbed it like the douchebag wrap because I you know being there long enough I could tell whom whoever walked through that door right if they looked like you know the the bro the douchebag the, the, that's what they were ordering and sometimes I would call out like Buffalo chicken Caesar wrap like yeah how'd you how'd know, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you look like the kind of guy who would guy. order Buffalo chicken Caesar yeah we nicknamed that the douchebag order so yeah. you're predictable. Did you put DB on the wrap? I did not. I was, yeah. <laughs> because that might be confused with HB. That's right. right? You don't want to. Got to differentiate. Yeah. Sometimes the DBs codes. come with the HBs, though. That's true. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, way too, to way too often, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> All right. um, I don't know if you guys have worked in like food restaurants uh, pre-marijuana legalization or decriminalization. But I know this, uh, the place to go while you're at work in a restaurant to smoke a doobie when you can't like actually go outside for whatever reason. The freezer, walk-in fridge. the walk-in yeah. cooler, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's got the, the, the fan that, you know, and you just and like blow it and it takes the smoke out and it's, you're good to go. So any of you newbies who are working your new restaurant job and you think that marijuana might be frowned upon, but you want to like, you know, get baked while you're working, that's not our advice to you. I, I, I know of an, of uh, a chain restaurant in Applebee's, one particular uh, franchise location where oh, he's naming the, them. Uh, uh, I don't know if we should, but it's no, uh, you shouldn't. You already okay. did. So, <laughs> um, but Applebee's it, uh, is a large chain. Yes. It could be anywhere. <laughs> right. Could be anywhere that the International House of Pancakes is located, right except <laughs> the International House of Pancakes doesn't have any international locations that I'm aware of, and they don't have any here, unfortunately. They should yes, just they, be oh, called. Wait. Here, define here. Is it like in New Hampshire? There was one in Bedford. Oh, I don't even know what? where Bedford is. That's okay. you know what? like it's close to Manchester. I think so if, it, if you live in Keene and that's over a hill, that's too far. Okay, that's why I said define here. Yeah, it, I want to. I want it in Keene. It occurs okay. to me that the International House of Pancakes may have like one location in Canada, Toronto, giving them the ability to. Because otherwise, it's just false. Instead of the IHOP, it's just the hop. Or the N-hop. Right. Or the N-hop. But, like, I mean, if you're going to drop the I, you're, and you're just going to be the hop. They have tons of Timmy Hortons, though. We're the house of pancakes. It'd be like Waffle House calling themselves the International House of Waffles. That would work. No. I like Waffle House. Yeah. I think maybe somebody should open the International House, uh, the, the house of International Waffles. Ooh, the get, IHOP. Get, like, you know, McDonald's the has the Big Mac. You can get can we we have have the, the Big, Big Mac. Mac. <laughs> the IHOP. I have a perfect breakfast breakfast sandwich. I described this to Bonnie 
just a, a couple of maybe a week ago or so. And it's exactly the guts you think it is. It's some thick cut, crispy bacon, you know, one or two eggs, depending on how big you want the sandwich to be. I like my eggs over easy. I like the eggs to be sort of the sauce of the sandwich kind of a thing. Mm. And then one of those uh, those frozen uh, hash brown patties, but all like broiled up, so nice and crispy brown on both sides. And that's the guts of your sandwich. Now, the outsides of your sandwich are Texas toast, but prepared in the following way. They're prepared as if they were French toast, and in the batter for the French toast, you actually pour some real New Hampshire maple frickin' syrup High five. into the batter. And this kind of gives it like a, a a better, more higher quality McGriddles vibe, sure. right? McGriddles are like the little pancakes with the like baked in syrup flavor. It's nothing like that because it's not so processed, right? You're just doing French toast with a little maple syrup in the batter, and those are your top and bottom for your sandwich. So then, you know, you get the, the first piece of bread down, you put the hash brown patty on it, then you put the cheese, the bacon, the eggs, Right, maybe another layer of cheese if you're feeling gumptious, right? And then you put the other thing on it, maybe cut it in half and wrap it in a thing and serve it. Boom. I used to do the breakfast sandwich with Eggo waffle breads. Oh, nice. Right? Oh, that's good. Yes. Right? I like it. Never added the syrup. Uh, yeah, you could. You should. Maybe next time. It's a kick-ass thing to do. Let us dispense with the witty banter and on the other side of this, get into the real news. Yes, let's do that. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. And we're back. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Yes, I was. Man. I hope you liked it. It's, I a, it's did, a small table. But not that way. 603-283-6160. If you want to play footsies with myself, Richie Rich. Maddie Matt. And the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Oh, good. He remembered who he was. I thought he was going to go with not Tyler. I figured I'd better get all the names in in the first first call out. Right? Right. You know, Now, for the rest of the call outs and the rest of the segments, I can chop it up however I want. And a real lord in Scotland. D- technically, yes. I do own land in Scotland. It's a one foot by one foot square plot of land that happens to be in a we'll call it a nature preserve of sorts okay uh, the the whole point of the business in which i bought this plot of land from was that if i give them this money not only do i i become a lord which is the novelty but they will take care of this i don't know however many hundred acres that they bought as a nature preserve a privately funded voluntary nature preserve and i'm like that seems like a fair trade-off. It's kind I of a get, brilliant idea. I get I get the Lord title in a one foot by one foot, and I can go and visit it at any time. They're open twenty four seven. I can go find. Oh yeah, your particular square foot is in. It's like uh, it's like the old maps where you go like, oh, it's page eighteen and line B, or like uh, what do they call it? Battle. You battleship. sank my battleship. battleship. Yeah, yeah, A four. You know, you just go across the thing. And you find where your plot is. So it Miss. exists. Yeah. yeah. It exists and it's real. And Captain Kickass is the registered owner of said one foot by one foot plot of land. So, yeah, I am technically the Lord Reverend Doctor, the Doctor, it is honorary, Captain Kickass. 
So it has come to my attention uh, in the last few days that you could buy that same one foot, one foot plot on Mars. Oh, I want that. So that's a thing, too. That doesn't give you a special title, though, like Lord. Martian. You, you become a Martian, would you not? Dual well, citizenship. I mean, unless you live there. I don't know. I like, want to go there. I can, own, I can own property in Guatemala. That doesn't make me a Guatemalan. Fair enough. Right? I don't know about that. I'll um, say what I am wherever I am. I'll change that title. I am what as I am, I and that's all that I. What are you, Popeye? Yes. All right, cool. So, lordships, landlords, you've got an article, Captain? I do. Would you like to hear about it? I would. This is from FEE.org or the Foundation for Economic Education. Great, Great website. A federal judge just struck down one of the CDC's most blatant power grabs. What would that power grab be, you might ask? The ban on evictions. Their hatred of property. We should all be, you're very close. We should all be able to agree that the government shouldn't pursue solutions that clearly exceed its legal authority. That's just the sub-headline. So the article goes, did you know that unelected bureaucrats at the CDC have the power to unilaterally commandeer rental properties nationwide. It seems like the unelected bureaucrats in all of the three-letter organizations really run the show when it comes to the daily lives of the average individual. Or at least they did until yesterday when a federal judge ruled that the CDC's so-called eviction moratorium is illegal. We've covered this topic here on Free Talk Live. Yes repeatedly but this is the first time that it's been struck down even within the system itself which makes captain a happy dude yeah but don't let it make you relax this should not be cause for relaxation here's the background back in government doing good work yeah let's let's not uh let's not put too many chips on that uh all right fine but let me just have a Okay, it was good for a minute. All right. Okay, it's over now. Back in September, <laughs> the CDC the CDC issued a mandate that landlords could not evict non-paying tenants in most circumstances. Landlords who violated the order faced potential penalties up to $100,000 in fines and a year in jail. In doing so, it essentially permitted renters to occupy their landlord's property indefinitely without payment. This wrought havoc on the rental market and has financially ruined many middle and working class landlords. No, no, no. Landlords are only the rich people. They're the ultra rich. They're the wealthy. The evil the aristocrats. 1%. Yes. How is it going to hurt the, the middle class person when okay, only uh, landlords... I own, I own a piece of property, and it's a duplex, and I have renters, but that's all the property that I own. So you are representing the 1% no, of wealth in America in this no, conversation. No, because if you, if you actually look at my income, it's... Evil why, capitalist. It's why... Yeah, I know, right? You evil capitalist. All you're concerned about is the profit. Pay your fair you're share. You're like a Ferengi from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> the law, the rules of acquisition. Although those guys were actually pretty cool. I mean, Sorry. they were closest to space and caps that I've Absolutely. ever seen. But at any rate, uh, no, I don't really make that much money per year. I'm like below the national average by. So you're leeching 
off of the back of your renters who have to toil away daily. You make to- thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of $1 bills. I mean, they seem pretty happy to, like, my rent is low for the area. I'm, I'm underpriced. I'm under market. And they're very happy to pay the amount of rent that I'm charging versus what they would pay with some other landlord. So, I don't believe this situation is even possible. But then the again, like, like like having the ANCAP mind and the voluntarist perspective, like I just try to bring value where there isn't any. You know what I mean? So the previous landlord didn't pay for any sort of rodent, you know, extermination, you know, kind of thing. I get in there. The first thing I do is call an extermination company and be like, I need to get on a quarterly plan right now. I got ants, you know, I got, I seen some centipedes and some spiders, seen some mice. Oh, I think I got some gophers too. Pretty sure I saw Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Oh, chipmunks, sorry, not gophers. Yeah, pretty sure I saw Alvin, Simon, and Theodore putting on a concert in my front yard. I think gophers are only like native to golf courses. Correct. Yeah. Dan I'm and uh, Bill right. Murray has to be there with his funny hat. <laughs> right. Don't nobody worry about me. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I love the gopher. Great. Caddy Shack. Classic. Sometimes the person named I wonder how nobody, much of our listening audience just caught that. Sometimes the person <laughs> named nobody who's currently been kidnapped and is being held, held hostage. hostage. Um, sometimes the way he moves reminds me of the, the gopher <laughs> from Caddyshack a little bit. He'll be all animated and talking, and he'll just kind of move back and forth. And I'm like, that's what the gopher from Caddyshack does, <laughs> like in my mind at any rate. Carry on. Uh, so this article from the FEE says, you know, landlords could not evict basically anybody. They faced up to $100,000 fine and a year in jail. Uh, it essentially permitted renters to occupy their landlord's property indefinitely without payment. This wrought havoc on the market. But even setting the dysfunctional results of the policy aside, the CDC was always relying on the razor-thin legal justification for its mandate. It pointed to one vague law that says during a pandemic, the CDC director may take such measures to prevent such spread of diseases as he she deems reasonably necessary, including expansion, fumigation, designation, pet, blah, 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 believed to be sources of infection. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Did they make the right call? 603-283-6160. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, Voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner. Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com.
And we're back. Yeah, what happened to your, like, I understand the shaving of the head, but did you have to shave the beard, too? Uh, it was my winter beard. Did you get, like, crabs or something where you had to, like, do the whole thing? No. It's oh. spring has sprung. The temperature has risen. Hair and facial hair makes you a little bit extra warm. So off it goes. That's true. So and- I, don't, I don't know if you're technically our budget Jason Momoa anymore. Yeah, I think you're going to have to... That title has been gone. I don't be... remember ever being given that title. Oh, yeah, oh I, no, yeah. That, that, was, given, that was yeah. me. I, I, okay. That was yeah. me. That was when, all when behind you started, my back. When you started losing the weight and you became half the man you are today... Okay. Or wait, you became half the man you were some time ago. In 2019? Yes, thank yeah. you. Okay. Uh, which, great job, by the way. Thank you. Like... Yeah, that's about when people are like, he's the low-budget Jason Momoa. And if I had known that, I would have probably taken that as a compliment and then hit the gym even harder. <laughs> and he'd have gotten like a shirt that says LBJM on the back. Why not? Number 88 or whatever the, your what number's going to be. What would Momoa do? <laughs> Left more weights. <laughs> All right. I'm in the studio. I am Richie Rich. Along Many with- Matt. And the captain. And you can get on uh, in a little bit here. 603-283-6160. That is 603-283-6160. Before we get back into landlordism, Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on the Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer an excuse for ignoring this important world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on one slick and easy-to-use website. That is Bitcoin.com. A fantastic website. Absolutely. I've been there so many times, like... Just even like since the 16th, right, when the, the raid happened or the, the terrorist attack on Free Talk Live Studios as well as the uh, other places that I'm sure we'll talk about later in the program. Uh, I have, for whatever reason, I've been visiting Bitcoin.com more often. you, you got to check the price on an hourly basis, otherwise well, you get it's, left behind. It's really more about their news site. They've been doing a kick-ass job with the exception of carrying a story about the Crypto 6. Oh, calling out the sponsors. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they've been doing really a kick-ass job of like carrying the news and like keeping it afloat, keeping it relevant to cryptocurrency and all that kind of stuff. I, I sent an email to... I think it was like editor at or op-ed at or both or something. And like saying, hey, here's some stuff. Won't you guys consider doing an article maybe, please? And I haven't heard anything back. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, I I do find it odd that we've had response from the libertarian media where people have picked up the story. They wanted to know about it. They know some of us who either live or work or do the show or whatever and they've contacted and like people have been on i've been on like coquette's show bonnie's been on a couple of things aria's been on several things um and like but they're all just libertarian media the cryptocurrency media in large has ignored these events the events of the crypto six is what i'm talking about specifically and I don't know okay. why that is. Well, let me take a shot at it before we go to the phones here, Captain. It's because the Crypto 6 news 
is negative news when it comes to moving the vast majority of people forward with using cryptocurrency. Because you go like, you're going to buy, trade, and sell cryptocurrency? This could happen to you. And that's going to turn a whole bunch of people off. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay. And, and there, there's a... There's there's something else too, but, but Roger, when Ro- when when Ross Ulbricht was arrested, was this negative news that was ignored by the cryptocurrency media? No, it was not. Ian Freeman is probably the earliest evangelical voice for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that I'm aware of, and for this to not be a story in my mind is a freaking sin in the cryptocurrency community. I will not disagree with that. Yeah, just explaining why it's possible. They chose that way. But as far as Bitcoin.com goes, um, Roger Ver is at the head of uh, Bitcoin.com, right? Well, one thing that they And he's still done, a firm supporter of Free Talk Live. Totally, yeah. And one thing that they did do, though, is Roger has started, you know, as libertarians, we're always trying to look for new infrastructure to build that's an alternative to the existing infrastructure that everybody relies on. And so they don't have to rely on that anymore. Roger created something called Flipstarter. Have you heard of Flipstarter? I have. So Flipstarter is like Kickstarter. You can crowdsource, uh, you know, funding for whatever uh, you want, and it's all crypto based. So he did. There is a flip starter going for the crypto six. Nice. Yes, there is, and and we appreciate that. Um, uh, again, my specific beef here is just with the media channels in Understood. particular. Like, I understand that we're gonna get some traction in libertarian style media, whether it's anarchist or voluntarist or a capital L libertarian or party or lower L like I understand that and that makes sense and there have been a few things written about the crypto six but when it comes to cryptocurrency media the silence is deafening understood so before that we were talking about the CDC eviction moratorium we landlords were. and all that uh, let us go to the phones we have landlord on the line from Ooh. Chattanooga landlord go ahead Hey, gentlemen, how are you doing today? Good, man. Good. I, uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm a, a, a small landlord like, like most landlords are. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I have a little bit more than most do. I have about 56 units uh, that bring in, uh, uh, you know, about $84,000 a month. Oh, my uh, God, you in. must live in opulence. I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> and, I'm totally uh, jealous, bro. I got, like, <laughs> one unit. <laughs> Well, I've, I've got a friend that, like you, landlord. Um, but please continue. Only twenty-one thousand is is uh, profit, you know, for the profit. And See, um, evil capitalist. I do take uh, six of my tenants do pay in Bitcoin. So I mean, way to go! Um, Hell yeah! Which makes you a very happy um, man at this point. I uh, like I said, since I only I, I bring in twenty-two thousand dollars a month, uh, roughly in, in profit. Uh, you know the what the CDC did. I, I did have a lot of tenants that unfortunately lost their job. Um, and, uh, you know, so, uh, I'd say about eight months out of the entire stretch of the pandemic, I was definitely in the negative. Um, wow. which, which wait, so sucks. you went from, I mean, you went from 21 K in a month to negative in those months to, yeah, to pulling, uh, at the most I had to pull a, a 31,000 out of my pocket. Now I'm, um, I'm assuming a lot of my tenants all work at the same company. Oh. Okay. I'm assuming now that because you're you and you have this many units, you sound like, you know, an above average intelligence human being that you had some sort of account socked away for these emergency situations. I'm thinking like, you know, when your units need a new roof or something happens with the plumbing, you've got some sort of a budget set aside for these emergency things. <laughs> so- I'm, 
Funny I, enough, my rainy day fund is Bitcoin. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. We call okay. that stolen productivity. Yeah. Because someone had yeah. to work yeah. for that and it wasn't you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh but uh, the 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 moral story <laughs> is is really um a lot of my tenants I uh I, I do plan on, I think I have like four tenants. I do plan as soon as the uh, Vincent Moratorium lifts, uh, I do plan on filing a civil lawsuit. Um, well, congratulations. Go ahead and file that lawsuit because it looks like the uh, CDC bit has been denied by a federal judge. Yeah. And and, uh, and and I'm, I'm really glad it has. I understand that, that people have lost their jobs. Um, most of the landlords I know are like, uh, you know, people that are empty nesters that downsized and kept their bigger home and decided to rent it out to pay for their, you know, their child's education and that type of stuff. That's most landlords, in my opinion. Uh, so for those type of guys, it really sucks. I, I know uh, a good dozen friends or so that had to sell all their properties at a large loss with the tenant still in them. And you can't remove the tenant right. uh, during the sale. So that's why it's such a big loss, because you're literally selling me an asset that has no way to produce revenue until, uh, at the time, September. All right. Thank you for the call, Landlord. Appreciate your thoughts. Oh, uh, by the way, the check's in the mail, Landlord. Always. Uh, if you'd like to get in and discuss this, 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160. More coming up on Free Talk Live. I am Rich. Maddie Matt. And the captain. Free Talk Live, the live call-in show, 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160, to get your thoughts on the air. Um, I'm going to jump right back into the phone calls, because we got some we got some news. Is that what we do here at Free Talk Live? We go I, to the phones? We go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. Like, I've, I'm, I'm not very comfortable doing this. I'm just going to... Dave in New Hampshire. Dave. Hey, you're on. I have I have a possible uh, partial solution to your concern about the Bitcoin media. Okay. Become the Bitcoin media. So yeah, I I'm also frustrated. I thought they would have covered the arrest of the crypto six a lot more heavily than they did, or uh, at all. Like I mean, I don't remember well, even a peep from the coin, cryptocurrency media. Coin desk. Coindesk did a full-blown did news panel on it with all their... All right, I'll go look. But anyway, anyway um, the, um, I, I did... Uh, I have a... If you go to forum.shiresociety.com, I have posted a media list, and it lists about 10 different uh, email addresses for Bitcoin media. And so you can easily reach them. And I, I, I've, I've mass-mailed them a, a couple times. Sure. But what we also need is somebody to kind of form personal relationships with some of the reporters and you know send them individualized. Emails right. I know, like I know, like from my being in a, a heavy metal band days, that we had to hire. I'm going to call them a pseudo PR representative. I call them that because why we didn't actually pay them. We gave them some beer and perhaps some other illicit drugs. 
<laughs> to do what we asked, but essentially they needed to know how to format a press release and then put together the press release and then release it to the press, arguably. And there's, you know, there's form and proper etiquette for doing these things. And I feel like that's what we might be lacking here at this point. I also feel like Ian Freeman is the guy amongst this particular crew of people here who, A, not only knows how to do that, but B, would handle that type of a situation if it came up. And so, therefore, the rest of us here who are, you know, limping the show along. I mean, the show has actually been running, I'll knock on some wood here, uh, rather smoothly thanks to Aria's fantastic technical efforts. I mean, I'm a technician, but not of the radio and the network variety. And so my education in these things is rather limited. Aria has been doing a kick-ass job, full seal of approval at getting this show back up and running. But that being said, I don't think that any one of us that's left here as far as like, you know, the, the major players in the Free Talk Live is aware of how to do anything that resembles that when it comes to contacting the press. Let me ask you a question, Dave, um, because this was my concern on the other side when, you know, why aren't they covering it? How would you put a positive crypto spin when reaching out to these people? Because it it doesn't seem to be very positive as far as like gaining more people to use cryptocurrency when the when the you know the the broad look of the story is use cryptocurrency go to jail. Yeah, you, you don't you don't try to put a positive spin on it. You make it uh, an issue of. Uh, them versus us, I guess they're they're cracking down on us. Let's uh, let's push back in a peaceable manner. Fair enough. And I would again, the whole, the whole idea of the federal government or any government being cautious about cracking heads is because they don't want the negative publicity, right? So uh, we got to give them that publicity. That's our those are those are our shields on our enterprise. Okay, I I hear you. And the the way the raid took place. To me, it was to cause a chilling effect uh, amongst, you know, uh, uh, cryptocurrency users or people thinking about getting into it. And I think that it was it the way it's being presented, it's overwhelmingly has that chilling effect. And I don't know if publicizing that chilling effect brings more people into the cryptocurrency fold to get the sort of adoption and, and following you would need um, to to get the word out and to, you know, really publicize the, the, the crypto six. All publicity is generally good publicity. And the other thing is that uh, if, if it does create a situation where there's people scared away from crypto, that creates a wealth transfer from them to the libertarians. That's true. Very good. I like that. I like that angle. In, in which case, just keep them out then and then just make this well-known in libertarian circles and get the libertarians on board with crypto. Because there are still a handful. I, uh, I go to the you know the the uh, Manchester meetups. They're not specifically crypto meetups, but they're libertarian, liberty folk meetups. And there are people there that are just anti Bitcoin, anti crypto. Don't see the value. Anti, in it. anti, just no value. They're libertarians wow. though. Well, okay, so anti, not meaning that it should be wiped off the planet. Anti, like the government should get involved. They just don't trust it. But anti, as in. I don't wouldn't use it. I wouldn't advocate people using it. You know, it's not a good thing to put your wealth into. Oh, these are the people that won't even they, they wouldn't even buy twenty dollars worth in two thousand eleven, which would have like made it. them a millionaire now. 
Right, because they don't they they're not behind the technology, and therefore they wouldn't be behind the money. Right, it's just they they'll 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 diversify their wealth elsewhere. Make sense? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think Dave was calling in about something completely other than what we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. I was going to throw it back to Dave. Go for it. Dave? Are you there, Dave? Dave's not here. Uh, Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, hey, yeah, there, there he is. I cheek muted you. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully the facial cheeks. <laughs> so it was a, so it was a forum com. Then just look for the media contact list, and that also has some rudimentary instructions for how to you know how to contact them properly, you know, etiquette wise. I should probably put more instructions there, and I think I will. You're a wealth uh, of any, information. Anyway, I, I was calling about Bradley Keys. Have you been following? You guys been following or reporting on the Bradley Keys stories very much? Uh, fill us in because I, I think when I screened you, I've heard about it, but I haven't read much into it. So uh, the good part is a free stater here was in New Hampshire was able to get on the Tucker Carlson show and talk up some of the ideas of liberty. Uh, but the reason why it happened was I guess he's a student at Pembroke Academy, and uh, they were they were going to for- they were forcing him to force his athletes to wear masks during athletic events. Right. So he's not a student. He was the coach, right? Yes, something okay. like that. And so they were going to be running with masks on, right? Anyone see a problem here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Everyone in the studio. I, I think a, so, I think a uh, child abuse argument could be made for that, and he did the right thing there. Yes, they were, to, they were ordering him to abuse his students, and he refused to do it, so they fired him. Wow. Yeah, I actually saw this story. Now that I'm looking at it, I, I didn't realize this guy was a free stater. That's fantastic. Yeah, way to yeah. Go, now, I don't know if Pembroke Academy is a government school or not, so that would be a big issue uh, in terms of how how much of a – I mean, it, it, they can set whatever policies they want in a sense, but right. they, unless they're doing it at taxpayer expense. So are you just are you just bringing this to our attention, or is there is there something to it? Like, what did he say on Tucker Tucker Carlson? What was he? What's the what's the message that needs to get out here? I haven't seen the appearance. I'm mainly just bring your attention to it i I don't know a lot of the details uh but it's just you know it's nice to see a free stater stirring the pot over there definitely sometimes we feel we feel sometimes as though we're fighting alone no one supports our thing you know but they're all out there doing something and there's a lot of them now now okay so let's let's assume for a moment i'm again i'm going to put my devil's advocate hat on here um regard if it's a private institution public institution let's work past that for the moment and just say that um he is working in agency to the organization, right? And the organization has certain policy guidelines that people above his pay grade set. And then he is then responsible, you know, as it's delegated to him to meet out. And they say, athletes have to wear masks. It is your job to delegate that responsibility to ensure that the organizational goals are being followed and worked towards. And he's going completely against that. Uh, against the organization, and isn't it a justifiable termination at that point? Because he's undermining. Well, I would bet. I would bet that they have policies about not hurting the students, <laughs> right? You'd hope. And, and I think that reopeninh.com has recently uncovered that there is a state law that forbids obstructing a student's airway. Oh, right. So yeah. he, he's got other. He's got other rules he's supposed to follow, right? And we're getting to the point where they're making rules that ban their other rules. 
And I think that would be an interesting case to arbitrate out. Uh, we're going to hold you over, Dave, so we can continue this conversation. Do you want to stick oh, around? I don't, I don't have anything. I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Well, thank you for the call, then. Uh, you can call in 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The Terran Federation and the Terran League have been killing each other for decades. Sheltered, wealthy, and light years from the threat, the members of the 500 have no interest in changing that. When Rear Admiral Terrence Murphy is given governorship of a backwater system, a risk-free path to wealth and power is his for the taking. But Murphy is a man of honor, duty, and responsibility. He intends to stop the killing, whatever the cost. Governor by David Weber and Richard Fox from BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. And we're back. We're back with Free Talk Live. Call in number 603-283-6160. Sitting in the studio tonight, it is I, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... And Matt. And the captain. That number, once again, 603-283-6160. Get your thoughts out there on the air. Um, We talked a lot about the Crypto 6 during the last segment. Uh, so let's give out the, some of that information, yes, please. more specifically, why they're the Crypto 6 and how that came to be. On March 16th, 2021, government agencies conspired together and raided the Free Talk Live studio, the Bitcoin embassy and the homes of Aria DeMezzo, Renee and Andy Spinella, and Colleen Fordham. The Crypto 6 were then arrested and taken into custody, and Ian Freeman and nobody remain in custody. What can you do to help? Check out TheCrypto6.com. There are multiple ways in which you can donate to their legal defense fund because these charges aren't a joke. It's going to take a serious legal team and many experts to protect the Crypto6 from further aggression from the state. This case will likely set precedent that will affect the world of cryptocurrency for decades to come. Help them in their fight for liberty and financial freedom by contributing to their legal defense fund at TheCrypto6.com. Once more, thecrypto6.com, and that website is all spelled out. So, now you know what happened to the Crypto6. I mean, 6. it doesn't matter if you spell it out or put the numeral in it. We have both of them. Understood. So, yeah. Just in case. So, we've been talking about this article from the Foundation for Economic And Education. I'm, st- I'm still going to hold you there, because we got... What do we do on this show, Captain? We're, we take calls? We go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Uh, Pat, Northern Michigan, you're on with Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, gents. How you all doing? Hey, Pat. How are you, sir? I'm well. Good, good. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about the insanity that seems to have consumed the world here in this last generation. Oh, um, stay be, more spe- be more specific. Uh, we, we got, there, there's a cat from New Zealand now that has not, he's, I guess he's almost 40 years old. And he never started winning competitions until he transgenderized. And he's fixing to be the women's representative in the Olympic competition. I, I he's going to break some records. No, I have a, a geographic question. There's a place called New Zealand. Where is Zealand? I was wondering that. I have no idea, but it has to be named after somewhere that was a lost kingdom in the old Nordic world. 
Okay. That would be the I, only thing that makes sense. I just don't understand point. how you can have a place called a new something or other when there doesn't seem to be an old something or other. Well, how can you have a new South Wales when there probably wasn't an old South Wales? Yeah. I mean, there was an old Hampshire, so of course there's a new Hampshire. Well, there was an old well, York, there so there's a new too. York. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say the new too, South so Wales just probably comes from South Wales, right? Wales is a place. They, they came from the, the Banshees. They whale. That's what brought it all out. Okay. <laughs> but that's Irish, and now that get into me. History. All right, anyway, let's but, get into uh, your, your topic there, which was there's somebody now who's trans who's going to win like a, a women's championship. Is that right? Well, yeah, she's entering as the uh, New Zealand um, Olympic um, what do you, you know weightlifting representative. Yeah, yep. Uh, and, here, uh, here's my take. And, and, and a Viking ancestry being and, and going against. I mean, what chance does little Bonnie, who lies over the ocean, have against that? <laughs> <laughs> here's my take on the whole like athletic championship bit. Whether you're one gender, another gender, or somewhere in between, whatever it is you call yourselves, I don't care. There shouldn't be any division. It should just be a race amongst people who can happen to perform this thing. Now, if you happen to be of one gender, another gender, or somewhere in between, and you win, far out, solid, and right on. But, like, oh. let's just leave this whole crap, this whole designation, oh, this is a men's only sport. Well, we've seen that be BS multiple times through sports history, and so let's just go ahead and carry it the full way. Let's make all sports non-genderized, and whoever is the best and the most capable at their specific positions or their specific sport should go on to become known as world champions of that sport. I'm 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 going to oppose you on this one captain because I do think there should be that separation between Why? the genders. Why? Uh because if you look at specifically Olympic sports and Olympic records, uh men dominate the overall record. Just right. because what happened in the past does not indicate future happenings. Understood. But as it stands now, that's that's how it is. Sure. And if you if you don't separate the genders out and you let people compete with people, you will disincentivize those females from entering into competition because they cannot compete Correct. at the highest how does, level. How does opening it up to all genders disincentivize any gender? <clears throat> uh, spe- specifically, let's talk about like you know the the hundred meter dash, the world's fastest human. Right is all males. Um, if you currently, currently, yes. And if you if you break down that competition, like okay, we're going to have heat races and second races, and we're going to find out like who the fastest eight people are. Uh, the likelihood is that you will not have a female lining up in that final. Okay, but I think there Far are there are also other right sports on. where females might dominate yeah. too. You know, why, why can't Field it just party? why can't it just be allowed to be that? Right. Right, and Without, again, because why I, does there need to be this junior version of whatever that is? Just for, like you know, if women do dominate in a certain area or sport, right, that men don't, we're not going to create a junior men's version of that, right? Are so you're we? saying get rid of the ladies' tees on the golf courses? Captain, I, come I, on now. I never no, called them you, ladies' tees. You guys got to hear me on this. All right, go ahead. Pat. You have never seen a woman entered into the Scottish log toss. And that's what's going on here. These I have, are seen, I have seen a woman a woman do the Scottish log toss. It she was yeah, not entered she in didn't any win. I guarantee uh, she did it pretty well. I'll give her that. 
Well, I tell you what, I've had a couple of girls that I I would have on the other end of the log. I've humped some wood, and I know what it takes. <laughs> Love you, Pat. So, so generally, Peace. generally, Pat, I'm on your side on this one. Um, I don't what to do about the 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 tranny situation. Um, I would say you either open up a third category or have an open division, right? Like I'm I'm okay with an open division. Where whomever wants to compete can compete at whatever level. I mean, we got Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. We got girls and Boy Scouts, right? But you I don't mean, have boys things. and Girl Scouts. Yes, you do. You, go Google it. Boys and Girl Scouts. Go Google okay. it. I know the girls are in Boy Scouts. So, like, let's just have Scouts, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't see any reason to separate genders for anything. Give me a good reason to separate genders. They, I don't know if there is one. They function different. The brains are different. They're 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 different at a biological level. I mean, you could say that, that about every individual. Uh, I'm different from you. I think different from you. you what about when it comes to boxing at a biological level? What about when it comes to boxing? How do you feel about that? Or like martial arts? How do I feel? Because I mean, these, these same, dudes, these the, same the, the same thing should apply. The, these, the tranny dudes look, are just look, look, if it beating ends the up, snot out of these women, like right, crushing if, their skulls it, and stuff. If it ends up, I mean, that may happen. Depending like that's a on danger. Depending on what you know, but it's also going to happen if it's a dude, right? If it's some undersized dude who thinks he's a badass and somehow works his way into a prize-winning fight with the champion, he well, risks all that same stuff. Why is there a separation between the men and the women? Why do we feel more protective of allowing women to get into these sports than we do men? It's not about letting them in. It's about giving them the opportunity to compete. I say give anybody the opportunity to compete, and if they make it all the way to the grand champion, let them compete. I have another idea. How about we start a tranny class? of sports and you have women's sports which nobody wants to watch men's sports which are dying i bet everybody would watch tranny sports maybe and okay and i'm okay with that like i said third division to the exclusion of regular men and yes. regular women i bet regular men and regular women would be becoming trannies or claiming trannyhood so that they could bruce compete. jenner could finally have a chance at yeah. winning another medal yes but he doesn't need one because as as a man he already won a whole bunch of medals right and as a woman and as a man he was like woman of the year so i just say let all people <laughs> he compete. won that too if one thing ends up being male dominated or female dominated or tranny dominated so be it and that's already what we had which is why we now have separations uh, more coming up free talk live 603-283-6160 We're back. Free Talk Live. Your chance to call in 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In studio tonight, Tizai, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... Maddie Matt. And Substitute Tyler, a.k.a. Oh, we're going back to that. The cat. I just had to mention it once. Okay. Or twice. I didn't... Did I mention it at the top of the you hour? You better be studying, Tyler. I swear to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler, we saw you sitting out on your porch earlier, and so you're, oh, I'm just taking a break from my studying, so that best be true, pal. The question is, though, are you budget Tyler or luxury version Tyler? 
oh, I'm definitely budget Tyler, if not like <laughs> under budget Tyler. <laughs> I might just be like, hey, Tyler couldn't make it. Can you grab the next guy off the street? Oh, look, it's the captain. Let's call him DST, the dollar store Tyler. Dollar store Tyler. DST, yes, thank you. Dollar store Tyler is here. All right, so we were, ta- we were talking about uh, the caller prior was bringing up transgender in sports. It diver- uh, you know, diverged into a women competing with men in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we have Dan in California who wants to talk about this as well. Dan, you're on the air. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted, I love this topic. Uh, me and my friends have been going about this round and round. And my question I always ask people who are critical of transgender athletes, um, you know, he's talking about the weightlifting. Could he name one of the top five women weightlifters in the world? No. He probably couldn't. No. Nope. You know, so this is a solution looking for a problem. Most people don't care about these sports until, oh, my gosh, someone different might compete. Okay, now I care. Well, no, you didn't care yesterday. Don't care tomorrow. Don't let the government get involved in this either. This doesn't mean government intervention. Let these private companies, uh, one of them is the uh, Olympic Committee, determine what they want to do. Now, if enough people like myself who agree with the captain um, – or whoever said it, that I don't believe that women should compete with transgender athletes. It's not fair. That was not the captain. The captain said everyone should compete with everyone and just let males dominate all sports forever in in eternity. I didn't say that. I said let everybody compete. And that would lead to... Okay. But that's not... Fair, and I, I, I believe in fairness. But if I <laughs> how is it not, not fair, fair to let not. everybody right. compete? How is that not fair? What if, what okay. if, what if there's a midget in Zimbabwe who can run faster or pole vault better or do the shot put or throw a discus or huck a football or whatever that nobody has ever discovered who's not given the chance to compete ever anywhere because he's a midget in Zimbabwe? Is it fair for him not to be allowed to compete just because it's a dude and a midget who's from Zimbabwe? No, it's not. I'm pretty sure if he you was that good, he would be competing. You asked a great question earlier, Captain. You asked a great question earlier about, um, it, well, look at the history of, uh, of, of all the sports and how they're all males. Uh, all the champions are all males. And you say that doesn't have anything to do with the future, but I disagree. History is prologue to the future. And I guarantee you, if women were allowed to compete with men, and which I don't think they should be able, or let me see, put it like this. I don't think I would watch. I wouldn't watch a sport where men were allowed to compete with women. It just wouldn't be me. Um, they shouldn't be banned by the government. Again, I, I totally watch, by the way. Customer. I'm, I'm beyond the age of competing in anything athletic, but like I would totally watch a bunch of young women and young males competing for something. You know, the punt, pass, and kick you know, thing that they put on every year. Something. You know what I mean? I would, I would totally watch. I just disagree. I just think it's not fair to women. And there are girls out there who are trying to get scholarships for uh, sports to go to college for free, to go to teams for free. Now, should they be competing against people who were born as men? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, I, in my opinion, I, who am I? One, but, of, one of the questions, they, you know, one of the topics that came up mm-hmm. during the break, uh, um, Dan, was the fact mm-hmm. that there might be a female out there that is able to compete at the same level as the men. 
right? Like she, mm-hmm. if we're talking whatever sport we're talking about, she can drive just as far from the men's tee as the you know as as the men can. So she doesn't need to stand at mm-hmm. the women's tee. Uh, she can mm-hmm. kick a football further than most guys. Should she be allowed to breach that gender divide and participate with the men where she has proven she can compete? Okay, that's a loaded question, and I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you so much for challenging me. <laughs> um, so I would go back to, I would leave it up to the agency who 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 owns the sport. So if it was the NFL and the NFL wants to allow a female kicker in, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, so didn't she just watch it? Didn't she just have to compete against a bunch of dudes to get that position? So then what's and 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 if that's the case, then what's the difference between an NFL team hiring a female kicker and an NFL team hiring a female defensive lineman or a quarterback or a wide receiver? I have a question. I have a question, and I know it's not fair to ask a question when I ask a question. And, Captain, I apologize because I hate when people do that to me, but I have a question. Or do you? Can you, name a, can you name a species of animal where the female is as strong or stronger than the male? Pregmantis. Seahorses. Spiders. I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm going, to, go, I'm going to go with lions. A, a lion is not as strong as, a, uh, is not as, long as, as, strong as a male. A seahorse female is not as strong as I mean, a seahorse uh, sea male. Yeah, I don't know any I of this for a fact. I'm just making I'm, things up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going, <laughs> maybe maybe lions are stronger female-wise than male-wise. I, I am an expert. Yeah. I said praying mantis and spiders. <laughs> I'm, only an expert of, uh, I'm only an expert of smoking weed, so I'm guessing myself. So I don't right. know. I, I, um, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that the results aren't going to be somewhat predictable. What I'm saying is that it is wrong to prohibit somebody from attempting to compete based on whether or not they got a penis. I want to I say you're kind of moving the goalpost a little bit because your earlier position seemed to indicate that they would be forced to complete that women would be forced to compete what? with the males. No, I don't advocate if, force in any way, shape, or form. Well, but you know, not not in the aggressive force, but if you're saying, like, we're only going to have one group of athletes competing, then if you enter that competition as a male or as a female, right, you compete as one group, and we're all saying, you know, that males will dominate that and the females will no longer wish to compete because they cannot, for the most part. And you're saying, well, if there's a female that wants to compete with the men... Right, this is where I think you're moving it. That she should be allowed to. I'm I think that's a different. I think anybody that's a who wants to compete in any sort of human sporting event should be allowed to. Don't okay. care what your what your nether regions say about you. If you are an athlete who is capable of competing, you should be allowed to compete at whatever your specified position of whatever sport is. So let's go back to the Olympics. Let's go back to the Olympics. Thank you for the call, uh, Dan. Let's go back to the Olympics, and then we'll come back to this. Okay. Uh, if a woman wants to race against a man, can she? And if she wants to compete with only females, should she also be allowed to do that? Uh, we'll get your answer on the other side. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Looking for
for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com And we're back with Free Talk Live. Call in to get your thoughts on this whole male, female, gender, transgender issue. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Yes, we are covering females competing with men and transgenders in sports. And we go again back to the phones. Uh, We have clamoring wants to get in on this action from a female perspective. Go ahead, Clamor. Hey there. So I have to say that I am mostly with Captain on this issue. Whoa. That um, sports really shouldn't even, we don't even need to gender sports. Like everybody should just compete on a level playing field and kind of like let the chips fall where they may. We already know where those chips fall. They fall on men dominating sports. I don't mean to interrupt or anything here, but like for some reason, I remember up until maybe fifth grade, right? Like in school, in public school, we would do like floor hockey in the gymnasium or some other like group sport, kickball, whatever. And it was all male and female. Didn't matter. Somewhere along the fifth or sixth grade comes along that like... Oh, suddenly, <coughs> suddenly, well, okay, but suddenly now, uh, for whatever reason, uh, men and women must be separated in their physical conquest. Because testosterone kicks in, men get bigger, men get stronger, women don't get there at the same rate necessarily so? ever, and therefore you separate. Why? I, I just told you, you why. Let me, let me interrupt you there, because I think it's a little bit... BS to automatically assume that women are automatically going to lose at the elite level at the elite level. I will allow for statistical anomalies. I will say that that anomaly approaches zero. And how do you find out if somebody gets to the elite level? They have to be allowed to compete at the junior level. Understood. And this is where I think you're making two arguments, captain. Uh, you are making the argument that they should making a consistent argument. I, and maybe that leads to both things that you think are two arguments. Okay, maybe. But on one hand, I hear you saying that they should be allowed to compete with the men. Yes. And I go, sure. If they can prove them, if a female has gotten to the level where she can you know, participate, try out, and prove herself worthy of competing with the men, by all means do it. But what I but also... Why even, why even make that gender? Why not just have tryouts or whatever, and then whoever makes the cut makes the cut. It because, doesn't matter yes. what's because in their the, pants. Because the second example of the, the argument that Captain's making is that there should not be a separation. And what I am suggesting is that if you have that open tryout, right, statistically, you will have a team filled with men. You will have a discouraged female who was not good enough to make that team. 
She will not. Or maybe go- you have different teams. Maybe you have it yeah. like wrestling, where it's like based on your weight or based on your ability. Yeah. And then there's those different you know, teams are the men's team and the women's team, so that they can compete with people in their same body structure, skill set, athletic ability. And then if and if and if the statistical anomaly can cross over, then let her. Right. Look, there were look, college football I, kickers. I joined I joined aughts. like little league baseball in I don't know, maybe around the same time, fifth or sixth grade, right? Uh there was no gender qualification. You could be male, you could be female. I played baseball uh, with a female. I, I I went out and I tried out and why I made the team. I was on the low end of the team. There was this kid, Miles, who was obviously gifted, and there was this girl, I think her name was Jenny. Or perhaps it was Lisa. Wait, I think it was Must Lisa. Have been Jenny. And at, at, at any rate, like she was the number two below Miles, right? In in the ability to like hit a ball, like we were all hitting off tees and like catching, sure. you know, hitting lobs from like the softball throws and that kind of a thing. But like, I mean, she was probably the number two gifted athlete at this particular form of little league baseball. Now, what does that mean in the grand scheme? Probably nothing. Does that mean she's going to go on to have an elite career in the uh, what's the uh, the the um, major league baseball MLB? Thank you, the three letter acronym for MLB. She, does that mean n- no? But how do we know? How do we know unless like if she isn't given the same opportunity to compete as this kid Miles was? How do we know that she's not going to go on to have a career as an MLB person? And no, it shouldn't be separated, in my opinion. Agreed. Like, and again, if, people... if she could prove herself, then I agree with you, that it should not be separated. Well, but how do we know? It was clear to me that she was already the number two, and probably Understood. to everybody else, too. And statistically, as you got older, and body types, and working out, and you know that, that, separ- that divide gets greater, she falls off, because she just can't compete. At you the don't same know level. that for a fact. You're but again, assuming. you're, you're that assumption about women are automatically going to lose and i i don't agree with that i'm making that assumption statistically at the elite level yes have you ever met a woman richie rich that you knew in your heart of hearts would kick your ass <laughs> i have okay i don't you know i want to say probably i can't think of the one off the top of my head where i go nope she could take me okay no uh, there, there, i have at least one there's one exist. that comes right to mind they, okay. they exist. I, I've met a woman, and I'm a big dude. I've met a woman who could pick me up by the throat and slam me against the wall. Okay. Right? Uh, and so she was a female this, wrestler. Sure. All of this being said, gentlemen, I do want to make an argument for gender-based spaces. Okay. Because I do believe that conversations amongst women or amongst men are different when you're in a co-ed uh, scenario. So Why I, do they I have to be different? Is- why not just put everybody in the same room and let them talk? Well, you can let them talk, yeah. but they're not, not? going to talk the same. On tonight's Free Talk Live, we fight the patriarchy. <laughs> that was last night's show. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Over, carrying it over. That was that was She Talk Live. Yeah, She Talk night. Live, right? We don't do that here. <laughs> That's That's where we are. Male agenda. All, all I'm saying is that if you eliminate gender specificity from sports... Then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, you would you would eliminate women's sports. You would eliminate women's sports, and you that's may get. True. I don't know that may, that's a fact. Do you know that that's a fact? 
against because up until now the only reason that women's sports have been separated is because men don't want women competing with them it's weird and in the that's, locker room. And, and again, that's where we differ. I don't think it's men it don't want... It is weird in the locker room. I'll give you that. I don't think it's men don't want women competing with them. I think, again, statistically, at the elite level, they cannot. I, st- I stand by that. And if you if you get rid of women's sports, you may get the anomaly. I never said get rid of women's sports. You would get rid of women's sports. I, I'm saying you get would have rid of the, sports genderization. Right. And you would end up with a male-dominated arena, right, with male-dominated athletes. And you may have. The statistical anomaly of a handful Would of females. Would you say the same thing about hosts of Free Talk Live? <laughs> no, different skill Why set. Why not? Different skill set. How so? It is statistically male-dominated, but there's no gender requirement to get into radio. Okay. What's your point? So even though it's male-dominated so, statistically... So even, so even should, though there's no gender shouldn't, requirement, shouldn't, it's shouldn't, male-dominated. Shouldn't, right, exactly. So, so women can come you, into the radio all they want... They can, and, and if yet, they have the skills and the talent, and they show themselves worthy of of the chair, if you will. Absolutely, and we've you know had plenty of females here on Free Talk Live. There are and the females one in the radio female industry. lead on Free Talk Live is transgender because it's a male dominated industry. <laughs> I mean, you can say that about the whole libertarian movement, really. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, true. but it's, it's it's kind of a broad fest, right? And it, again, call it what you want. I will call it male dominance, which requires a separation for females to compete. I mean, you're talking about sports. This is athletes entertaining you, (laughs) right? Just because it's male dominated doesn't mean that you should make space for it to be that way. Like, just let people be individuals. It's like saying- uh, I'm not making space for, for men to dominate. I'm making space for women to get the same benefits by separating it out for them. Are you? Yeah. Because you, you'll have you'll have uh, female Olympians and gold medalists that you would not have if it was all intergender. Thank you for the call. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More coming up. And we are back. Back, back, back. And live. Live, live. With free talk. Live, live, live. Uh, call in number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, before we get back to the phones and the fun, I always wanted to say that, uh, we need to thank our amplifier, uh, Chris Hickman, uh, amplifier gold uh, gold amplifier, Chris Hickman, and the amplifier program that's AMP, Advertise, Market, and Promote, Free Talk Live. If you want to help us spread the ideas of freedom and liberty, uh, is it amp.freetalklive.com. Go there, check out the tiers. You don't have to be a gold amplifier. Chris Hickman has decided to be a gold amplifier. So thank you very much, Chris. Now, back to the phones. We have uh, Joe in Michigan. Thank you for holding, Joe. Yeah, earlier you guys were talking about Bitcoin, and 
I don't know, maybe this ties into it a little bit. Um, I heard an interview with Grover Norquist this morning on a local radio station, and I guess the Biden administration is wanting to get the banks to work with them, basically report to the IRS, like every everything, all your financial transactions, everything about your personal savings and checking account. Um, the law hasn't been passed yet, but um, they're, they've been talking about it and discussing it. And um, this is some scary stuff when you consider, you know, a few years ago, I believe it was Italy or Greece, went in and just confiscated people's money out of their checking account. The haircut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, They were going through their crisis. In in the United States, they call that a negative interest rate. That's where you have, you know, I don't know, $5,000 in the bank, and instead of them paying you, you know, $5 on the month or the quarter, whenever your bank calculates the interest payment, they take that money out of your savings account instead. So, okay, let, let me jump in real quick. Because to me, that doesn't sound unreasonable Um, because they're storing the money for you. And if they charge a fee for storage of that money, so be it. That's a little bit more than charge. So like you signed up for this checking and or savings account. They usually come as a bundle these days. And you've been counting on them to keep your savings in place and intact at whatever current dollar value you happen to have in there. So all of a sudden, the Fed goes, we're announcing negative interest rates. Right. And I would not suggest that, you know, making, making that is that not a fee imposed by your bank on your savings account. Understood. That is the Federal Reserve working in conjunction with the politicians going, we're taking more money from you. Understood. But the concept of the negative interest rate or as, you know, a storage fee, right? Um, several years ago, it was like the, the free Lakota bank where they were doing like silver storage for you right like oh you can buy their currency in silver and they would store it in their warehouse like silver rounds that they were minting um they were not giving out it was not an interest bearing account it was like a two percent uh in silver storage fee for them to warehouse your coins so having the feds come in and decree that we are taking a negative interest rate off the top got it 100 percent against that Mm -hmm. but to say like no, no, no. We're the bank, and the fee for storing your money and insuring it against you know theft or loss or whatever is so much a month. Doesn't sound unreasonable to me. If that well, were the, the case, which it's me, not. The problem to me is you know who's to say you know people say well this is America it could never happen, but who's to say that you get a you know well Social Security is broke you know let's go through and you know see well you don't really need this much money you know. I mean, you got enough, you got more than enough to live the rest of your life on or whatever, and they'll just take it and, you know, pay off their whatever little debts the government's been. So you're, you're making I mean, an it, argument as to why people should have cryptocurrency right now? <laughs> what I'm saying is, is just if you're into cryptocurrency, just pray to God the government doesn't get in there and start screwing with it. Well, they can't, the, the government can't really you. get into your, I mean, there's such a thing as a custodial wallet and I would never recommend a custodial wallet. That means somebody else is actually in possession of your cryptocurrency. Not you your get keys, a, not your coin. Yeah, you, not your keys, not your coin. Get a, get a non-custodial wallet. 
make sure you have a non-custodial wallet. And you can even get something like a Trezor or like a hardware wallet and keep the, the vast chunk of your savings in crypto on that and hide that sucker somewhere. And that's also heavily encrypted. So don't lose your password. Um, and you should be good to go. This is a personal responsibility question. So go ahead and get yourself some crypto, slap it on a, on a Trezor or some other trusted uh, device, um, sock it away, keep a little bit on your phone that you can spend day to day. And uh, nobody needs to know anything about that. It's none of anybody's business. Okay. And now, again, to be fair, that is one of the things that is keeping uh, Ian Freeman behind bars, mm-hmm. right? Because the the claim from the government, from the state, uh, those goons, thugs, is that because they can't control his funds, he is now a flight risk because he has crypto funds that he can access from anywhere. <laughs> right. right. And the latest guy that they convict or that they're trying for something who's far more wealthier than Ian Freeman was given like, you know, a $500,000 bail or something like that. Sure. Less of a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe? All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call. You guys have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Joe. All right. Sticking with the phone calls here, we have uh, Nick in Maryland. Nick, you're on the air. Uh, yeah. Hey, how's it going, everybody? How are we doing tonight? Doing all right. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to first elaborate a little bit on the prior topic uh, with regards to uh, trans women and uh, women's sports. I definitely am in lockstep with the captain on that one because it, it I mean, you had this situations like the Army Rangers where you actually had a female rise up and they competed there and they actually did win, you know? Okay, and, and then you also you Marine also Corps. had the Marines who, when they started letting in females, had to lower their physical fitness standards. They so didn't have to. They chose to in order to allow more women yeah. to get in because at the current standards, right, women were not going to get in. That is true. I mean, but without the opportunity to compete, right, this person right. they were given the opportunity to compete. They failed to meet the minimum requirements and then had the standards lower to accommodate. Are you certain that they were given the opportunity? Yeah, because they said women women can come in, and then they went... No, no. So so you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying women can come in and they lowered the requirements at the same time. Not at the same time. They said women can come in. There, no, women were, no women were passing the, the, the low physical standards set for or the minimum physical standards set forth by the marines and then in order to you know accommodate more women wanting to become marines they lowered the standards we're talking about a government uh, agency too so it that- doesn't matter nick uh well what i also wanted to say uh, real quick is more so to the other guys uh credit uh the other host um there is a bit of a difference a sort of difference in men and women as far as bone density goes. I think for general sports, you know, stuff like that, like like tennis and, you know, golf, uh, of course I think men and women should be able to compete together if they bowling, want to. Bowling, darts, billiards. Uh, bowling, darts, stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, just with like the more physical contact type of sports, stuff like football and, you know, something like, I don't know. I mean, the original topic MMA. was the Olympics. <laughs> I, I don't really think it'd be very good, you know. But at the same time, I, I, hey, I'm all for it. You know, if they, if they want to do that sort of thing, they're more than welcome. I right. mean, me... I actually had I had a drama teacher 
And uh, she had an issue with her fingers where she'd be able to like, bend them up and, and up and down and in all kinds of different directions. Was and she all dramatic she about was... it? <laughs> well, not really, but... um. You see, what was really great, though, was that she was really into into karate, and she was really good at it, too. She actually did compete with a lot of other men, and she she actually rose up pretty high, at least for what I had been told. That's just anecdote. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, and, and again, I, 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 I concede that you will always have anecdotal evidence. What you yeah. will not have is, you know, uh, a standard deviation or two from the mean, right, of, of women yeah. equaling men. At the elite level, well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that you know, estrogen, estrogen is linked with osteoporosis, which is just lowering of the bone density, so that makes bones a lot more fragile. That's why I said, like, with like physical contact sports, yeah. I definitely think it's an issue. So, Captain's fat female Walmart customer might look the size to be an offensive lineman, does not have the physical <laughs> capabilities. Oh, she was offensive. Right. Be. Uh, thank you for the call, Nick. More coming up with Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. A newly recruited search and rescue officer, Marshall Hunter was resigned to a life of rescuing wayward spacefarers and derelict satellites. But when a billionaire couple goes missing, his own ship is disabled during the rescue. With communication satellites suddenly failing and lunar mineral shipments disappearing in transit, the crew suspects it's more than a coincidence, and Hunter must choose between salvation and sacrifice to save his crewmates and their civilian charges. Frontier by Patrick Childs and BingBooks.com. And we're back. Hour three? Are we wow. there already? We are. A free talk live Who knew? of the Thursday night edition, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Sitting in the studio tonight, it's its I, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... Matty Matt. And the Captain Captain. I don't know why we're repeating our names twice. Because I... I well, I started it. I'm yeah, Richie Rich. <laughs> He's Maddie Mad. I'm, yeah. I can't be Captain. He Captain. That just doesn't sound right. I went Captain Captain, but oh, whatever. The first show Richie Rich and I did together, I just kind of piggybacked on him, and there it was. When he's well, not here, I, should I probably be won't do that. Tyler E. Tyler. And I'm pretty, yeah. Why not? T E T. And I think I actually typed it in the show notes as that, like, well, Richie Rich and Maddie Mad. Why not? Nice. So, right. so that was the thing. Um, do we want to carry on this discussion? Because we we talked about it basically all through I the mean, break. There, we can we had a topic earlier. We did. So I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to throw it to you. Then, if we, we can continue the transgender women in sports, or we can get back on track and landlords in the yeah, CDC. Let's, let's talk about the landlords in the right, CDC because back. Uh, even the dysfunctional results of the policy aside. The CDC, this is from uh, FEE.org, by the way. And we're, we're like two hours away from we're, where we started this conversation. Yeah, so, so you're have to this a little is bit talking about in. a federal judge just struck down one of the CDC's most blatant power grabs. Uh, the unelected bureaucrats at the CDC 
have the power to unilaterally commandeer rental properties nationwide, or at least they did until yesterday when a federal judge ruled that the CDC's so-called eviction moratorium is illegal. And so back in September, the CDC issued a mandate that landlords could not evict non-paying tenants in most circumstances, and this is outside of the article, Due to COVID, right? This was their excuse. Because of COVID, you can't evict anybody anymore. Well, and again, this this is a problem that the government created, and then this is the government solution to the problem. Absolutely. Right? Why, the Hegelian why, dialectic. Right. Why do they need to prevent evictions? Because renters aren't paying rent. Well, why aren't renters paying rent? Because they weren't allowed to go to work. Right. And they were told they didn't have to. Right. Yes. And because given the, told they were the getting told they were getting money to be able to take care of them, which of course came far too little and far too late. I don't know anybody who can uh, pay six months worth of rent on say fourteen hundred bucks. Oh, but boy, did they spend it when it got there. Oh boy, did we're they going ever. shopping. So landlords who violated this order faced potential penalties up to a hundred thousand dollar fine and a year in jail. In doing so, it essentially permitted renters to occupy their landlord's property indefinitely without payment. This wrought havoc on the rental market and financially ruined many middle and working class landlords. Which don't exist. Only the rich ones. But even setting the dysfunctional results of the policy aside, the CDC was always relying on razor-thin legal justification for its mandate. It pointed to one vague law that says during a pandemic... The CDC director, quote, may take such measures to prevent such spread by the diseases as he or she deems reasonably necessary, including inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitization, pest extermination, and destruction of animals or articles believed to be sources of infection, unquote. That's the entire bit of what they're allowed to do. Somehow, they were like, oh, that means we can tell renters and landlords what to do. No, it doesn't. So what's going what's going to happen now that this uh, eviction moratorium is lifted? You have all these renters who thought they were protected, who owe all this back rent, right? Because that wasn't part of the deal. It wasn't like you know the eviction moratorium was yeah. there, but it wasn't a, a, a rent moratorium. We've got barking spiders oh. here at Free Talk Live. Coconut's got an opinion. Can we get that door shut all the way then, please? Just like last night. Well, according to the article, the legality of using this one narrow provision to commandeer the national rental market was always highly suspect. Judge Dabney L. Friedrich wrote in her Wednesday ruling, striking down the moratorium, that the CDC's logic would mean that so long as the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services can make a determination that a given measure is necessary to combat the interstate or international spread of a disease, there is no limit to the reach of this authority. Clearly, she says... That is not authorized by the law's text and was not Congress's intent during its passage. And so, you know, just from that alone, man, I mean, like, well, when the CDC came out and said that, I'm like, who the F are the CDC that think they can tell landlords and that type of thing, like what they can and cannot do? I don't understand where the hubris comes from, from this particular organization to go, yes, we are the all-willing and all-knowing and all-powerful CDC, and we say that landlords can no longer evict anybody for non-payment. So like we said at the top of the show, um, you have these unelected bureaucrats in these three-letter government agencies 
and they're the ones with the control, they're the ones with the true power o- over your daily life, and what can they do to like seek more power and more control is what they're going to do. So you got the CDC, who all of a sudden everyone was looking to, to assist, you know, to give guidance under this pandemic, and they see a little bit, they see a little bit of power over here, and well, we'll just we'll just take that along with us. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's not really a whole lot more to this particular article right. other than the the judgment itself. It talks a little bit more about how it comes as a vindication for some select few lawmakers, et cetera, and so on. I'd like to know how many properties were lost to the banks during that. That's what I want to know as well. I want to know if there's any recourse for it. Um, well, now hopefully, that hopefully they got a moratorium as well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mortgage moratorium. And 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 what I said in the beginning of of the lockdown when all this went you know when all this happened was if they're going to do it right if they're if they're going to have this whole lockdown thing and this you know moratoriums like there that period of time should just be like wiped wiped off the financial records sure like you don't have to pay your rent you don't have to pay your mortgage right your your loan is then just extended out that amount of time on the back end type of a thing okay but then what happens if you come into a bunch of money during that period of time and you want to make a one-time payment on your mortgage to pay it down well then pay it down but what i'm saying is you wouldn't that would be a payment on principle then like there would be you know no mortgage payment okay. due nothing. i mean there i have all sorts of questions like that but like it is really nice don't get me wrong for a landlord and a tenant when the tenant is told hey you don't have to pay rent and then the landlord is also told hey you don't have to pay your mortgage right for X amount of time, whatever that is. Now, I think that's still bad business. I get that. In the long run. But it's much nicer if those two things align. These that's two things do not align most of the time. Understood. Which is why at the beginning I suggested that it that it be that way. Like every everyone, you know, everyone who's being affected by this gets some sort of leniency. And again, you're not you're not gonna wipe it off the books because then you're hurting the banks, right? And some people don't care about that, but you just tack it on the back end. Um, now we're talking about evictions. Right, is there any more to that article? Before There's just a little bit okay. um, that you know. Upon further review, rental contracts are governed by state law. Congressman Thomas Massey said, "There's no federal authority to overturn them. The CDC order is an affront to the rule of law. CDC does not have the authority to do this," said Senator Rand Paul at the time. It's a dangerous precedent and bad policy. Kudos to them for taking an unpopular but principled stand. We need more lawmakers who are willing to stand up for the rule of law and property rights, even in times of emergency. So there you go. So if you if you owned a home and you were paying a mortgage or you were renting, um, and you, you know you were you were paying your rent, how long do you think you could go without paying that mortgage or paying that rent before? I would discuss it immediately with my tenants. Okay. You're Um, you're the landlord in this case. I'm the landlord. I would discuss it immediately with my tenants. I want them there. I brought them in there and approved them for the the apartment on purpose. Um, So I like them, obviously. Okay. Um, So that said, um, when it came time to recalculate, had they not been paying their rent because the CDC told me they didn't have to, I would probably have to revisit the lease agreement and uh, the terms therein. (laughs) 
and probably jacked their rent high enough to where it made up for the beating I took for the last eight months. So real quick then, just, you know, if without the CDC guidelines, how long would you let renters uh, go without paying their rent before? Depends on what I can afford to do. All right. Well, headline for you. Long Island man dodges eviction for 20 years. That's amazing. That's a Living in time. a house he doesn't own. That story coming up. Free Talk Live. Your thoughts. 603-283-6160. And we are back with Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. That is how you get your thoughts and opinions heard on the air. And what is it, close to 200, over 200 radio stations? Around 200. Around 200. So if you want your voice heard, that's the number again, 603-283-6160. And if you want to meet... Some of the hosts of Free Talk Live, live and in person, uh, coming up is ForkFest 2021. Join other liberty-minded volunteerists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 28th through July 4th for ForkFest 5 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 28th through July 4th. And there's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees there with the unofficial Telegram and the unofficial forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there can come, you believe we're party. on our fifth fork fest this is fork yes. fest five this is kind of a debate between me and the cat because at some point it wasn't called fork fest there and was like a, a weird number somalia fest yeah somalia fest but i don't know if whoever wrote this ad copy was counting that in the five or not i don't know it's been a bunch though a bunch of like sub parties outside of pork fest and if you remember fork fest four you were not there <laughs> <laughs> Four didn't exist. It's just a distant memory. All right. Uh, back into this article. I, I threw out the question to you, Maddie Matt. Uh, how long would you let tenants go before, you know, nope, as long as I it. can afford it depends on what my bankroll looked like and what I could handle before the bank was actually going to take the property away from me and do whatever they would. But, uh, you know, as long as I could. Okay. I'd be, 20, 20 I, don't, I don't want to throw people out on the street, especially if they're okay. good tenants that I like. I want to be as lenient as I possibly can get, you know? 20 years. No, not 20 years. 20 years. Long Island man dodges eviction for 20 years living in a house he doesn't own. No, that's just horrible. Okay. And to be fair, this will get into the article. I'll bury the lead just a little bit here. Um, this was a mortgage payment to the bank. He was not renting from a low-income, moderate oh, interesting. Uh, uh, landlord there. So was he just squatting? Uh, you could use that term. But he's squatting on his own mortgage? You you could use the term, well, it's a mortgage that he was not paying. Was it his mortgage years. specifically? We'll get into it. Okay, right. it was. Uh, a Long Island man who only ever made one mortgage payment oh has God. deftly used the courts to stay in the house 
for 23 years for free, according to legal papers. Uh, Gurumrit Hansbal, 52, has filed four lawsuits and claimed bankruptcy seven times to avoid being booted from the 2,081 square foot East Meadow home he bought, quote unquote, for $290,000 in 1998. So far, it's worked. Seems high even for 98. Uh, this is New York, though. York City, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right, Long right. Island. So okay, no longer seems yeah. high. And 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 for, you know, two thousand square feet also doesn't seem very large. That's but true. but considering considering location, you know, there you go. Uh, so far, it's worked. Two different banks and a real estate company have owned the three bedroom, two and a half bath home since Hansball was foreclosed upon in two thousand. But Hansball remains. Hmm. Hansball is not the only occupant of the home leveraging the U.S. Bankruptcy Code's automatic stay rule, which gives debtors a temporary reprieve from all collection efforts, harassment, and foreclosures. Yeah, there, I think there's some conditions there, but I also think there might be something at play here with the newest, because 98 was pre-2008 before all these, like, Obviously, reimagined mortgage rules right. came into play after the great debacle of 2008 with all the uh, prime lending and whatnot going on. But like they've made changes to say that if your mortgage is sold from one company to another, these two mortgage companies have to jump through some hoops to make it legit. And if it's not legit, you don't have to do a damn thing. Right. So I'm wondering if this plays into this story at all. Uh We'll get into it, okay. and I don't think it does the way you were thinking it does. Okay, all right. Um, moving on. At least three other people listing the home at 2468 Kenmore Street as their address have also filed for bankruptcy in Brooklyn Federal Court, winning the automatic stay only to have the claim eventually dismissed, court records show. Hmm. It's really a group of people that are more than willing to use the courts and abuse the courts to whatever extent they need to extend their illegal occupancy, said attorney Jordan Katz, who reps current property owner Diamond Ridge Partners. So one of the other you know, mortgage bank companies. Okay. Hansball's history of litigation is incredibly long and sordid, said Katz, who added that while he's seen occupants staying in foreclosed homes before, nothing even approaches the length of this one. He's he's not legally occupying that property, Kat said. It's an outrage and a good deal. Hansbull, who had an initial 7.375% interest rate on the $232,000 adjustable rate mortgage, likely saved himself upwards of $440,000 by not paying his bills. <laughs> Save money now by not paying your bills. Effective. Right, right. No, I, I get it. It's still going on. Well, and the calculation that most folks are missing in their minds, if they're listening to this, is the interest rate calculation over mm-hmm. that period of time. If you bought a two hundred ninety, three hundred thousand dollar house at that time, and the interest rate, etc., and so on, you know, you're going to end up spending something like a million dollars on your house over the course of yeah. Years. And it's a variable interest rate he has too. Yeah. So. yeah. And I, I don't know what interest rates are now. That one seems high to me. Seven point six does seem high. 7.375. Oh, sorry. Uh, whatever. 
Hansville got the mortgage from Washington Mutual in 1998 and made exactly one payment, $1,602.37, before defaulting, <laughs> prompting the bank to begin foreclosure proceedings a year later, court records show. I mean, on one hand, this is a brilliant manipulation of the system as it exists. Right. So so from the, from that perspective, yeah. right, from the anarchist, libertarian, voluntarist position, um, you got a, you know, probably a government-backed mortgage. Oh, for uh, sure. Again, there's a lot of people who don't consider the banks to be private institutions. I'll hear that argument. I don't necessarily always agree with it. Um, mm-hmm. Is there is there a a is there any moral qualms with what he's doing in relation to that? Well, it was I'm sorry, it was his mortgage to begin with. So as near as I can tell, he's not harming any person or property. Uh, I mean, the bank's out money, right? Whoever somebody loaned the money for it, the bank. Yeah. Uh, but but again, you know, we can get into uh, fractional reserve banking. That's Where true. did that money That's really true. come from? I'm just wondering about the beautiful landscaping he's got going. He's clearly taking care of the place while he's squatting in it. Might as well. He's living there. Uh, more coming up. Free Talk Live. Your thoughts if you want to get in. Phones are open. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. More coming up with Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. And we're back with Free Talk Live as one member of the studio makes funny faces at the camera. You can call in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Get your voice, your opinion, your thoughts heard on many number of topics that we've covered tonight. Uh, Sitting in the studio tonight, tis I, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... Matty Matt. Some guy with a beard. The only guy with the beard, all of a sudden. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it's yeah. The, I'm the bearded. I'm one. the only. I'm the only uh, facial hair representative here. Uh, hey, wait, uh, I'm coming uh, in a little Captain bit. Captain I mean, that's, that looks like stubble to me. That, that, that's all it'll ever be. I mean, that's you both have are sporting a five o'clock shadow. Which, if I shave at you know before I go to work in the morning, get to a job at eight, I have a five o'clock shadow around ten. <laughs> uh, this is like a this is like a nine day shadow. I know. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm just saying. Call us when you hit puberty, kid. Right this on. Is like a four, I'll let you know. <laughs> like like a four year beard or something. That's pretty. That's you must trim it then. Getting, I do. Yeah. Okay. Of course. It's, it's, it's no kick way. Ass. That's, no way. That's four years of growth all the way through there. No. All right. Uh, before we go back to the phones here, we must again once again discuss the crypto six. On March 16th, 2021, government agencies conspired together and raided the Free Talk Live studio, the Bitcoin embassy, and the homes of Aria DeMezzo, Renee and Andy Spinella, and Colleen Fordham. The Crypto Six were then arrested and taken into custody, and Ian Freeman and nobody remain in custody. What can you do to help? 
Check out TheCrypto6.com. There are multiple ways in which you can donate to their legal defense fund because these charges aren't a joke. It's going to take a serious legal team and many experts to protect the Crypto 6 from further aggression from the state. This case will likely set precedent that will affect the world of cryptocurrency for decades to come, help them in their fight for liberty and financial freedom by contributing to their legal defense fund at TheCrypto6.com. Once more, TheCrypto6.com. Um, and earlier when we talked about this, Captain, you suggested that reaching out to more Bitcoin crypto media outlets reaching out to more media in general would be helpful yep and uh dave ridley called in earlier was it forums.shiresociety.com correct or something like that to find out more ways in which to reach out to that media to spread this message so if you know if you're looking for ways to help and you're not able to do so necessarily financially uh at this time um, get the word out, spread the word wherever you can. Yeah. We could use the, the labor help if it were just writing stuff, uh, writing press releases to all those contacts that Dave mentioned over at forum that forums.shiresociety.com, I believe it's forum forum. Oh, Shire singular. Oh, yep. sorry. My bad. Uh, that kind of a thing because, well, I don't know how to do any of that. There you go. Utilize your skill, your expertise in whatever, it, in whatever area it may be to help the crypto six. Uh, and again, once again, the crypto com. To the phones, Dave in New Mexico. You're on the air, Dave. Yeah, I know I'm always uh, complaining about how incompetent government in uh, New Mexico is and elsewhere as well, but what? especially in New Mexico. Yeah, well, I know it's a surprise, but, you know, I'm always ragging on them how dumb they are, negligent, and, and stuff like that. You know, they can't do anything right. According to NewMexico.gov, they're the number one government in the entire country. Well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They're the number one government, man. They saved kids' lives today. You know, they, they might have trafficked my children uh, by their stupid mistakes, but they saved kids' lives today. There was a, a kid that was going to gun down the entire school, a little elementary school, Tony Hillerman School today, but this teacher saved the day and prevented the shooting because she saw the guns, she called the cops, and they locked down the school, and then they evacuated the school, and then they had the the gun-sniffing dogs. I didn't even know they had gun-sniffing dogs. They had gun-sniffing dogs come in and clear the whole school so that all the students would be safe and no more students would be shot. And then they figured out that the gun that the, the kid pointed at the other kid, you know, the little third graders, turned out that it was a cell phone. It wasn't a gun. But that teacher saved those lives anyway. Ah, so Way to go to that teacher for saving all those lives from the cell phone. So, Matty yeah. Matt... Uh, you're the gun guy in the room for the most part. There is a there is a pistol that's oddly shaped, much like a cell phone. Yeah, so it is. prints like a cell phone. Yep. in your pocket, so that when you go, oh yeah. no, man, it's just my cell phone. Bang! Is that what this was, though? Obviously not. But as you know, as as gun companies start making things that look like cell phones, I could see this becoming a problem more often. Yeah. I could, okay. but th those are also, I think, only single shots, too, though, so it wouldn't be a mass shooting kind of machine. Uh, okay. How about, <laughs> so we're willing how to sacrifice when, one third grader. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. How, how, about when they, how about when they start making uh, guns that look like a mannequin hand, a mannequin finger, but it shoots a single twenty two caliber round or whatever, so then we have to, the kids are going to get called, called on, get the cops called on when they point at each other? Yeah. I, I, I can foresee that future, as grim as it may okay, be. Okay, well, that, 
Yeah, well, that explains that explains the peanut butter and jelly sandwich then that was uh, bitten into the shape of a gun. So when they start making guns that look like peanut butter that. and jelly sandwiches, then I think it was that, a pop. Wasn't it a pop tart? Yeah, pop tart. Okay, it was a pop tart. Yeah. So I don't so, I don't know if this was covered earlier in the week, um, but I believe it's somewhere in Australia. This might be the gun news for the week, uh, Maddie Matt. Um, they're now required to register Nerf guns as firearms. Shut up! I can, I can pull up the article. If you guys... Oh my god! Yeah, the the derp is strong with with that particular did, one. Did you see this? <sighs> did anyone else come across? this? I thing? don't know that it's been covered this week or at all. Uh, I've been paying pretty good attention. That's not to say I'm. I, I think fault. I think that's a I think that's a very good proactive move because you know any any blue collar dude could go into his workshop and take a Nerf gun and put inside of the Nerf gun an actual firing mechanism in a metal barrel. Yeah, I mean, and turn a Nerf gun. I worked in a, a a nerdy corporate office full of like IT type of people, and we would have Nerf gun wars. I mean, yeah. the guys had USB powered Nerf missile launchers on their desk. And, awesome. and would just, you know, wait for the right GPS coordinates and for their coworker to come in before they hit fire and it would go up in a big arc like a like a Hail Mary football and come down and hit him on the head. So from the DailyMail uh dot com, which again, reputable website, right? This is not satire. Uh uh dated April twenty sixth, so just a a little over a week ago. I'll just give you the headline. I, I don't think we need to get into the whole article. Nerf guns will now be registered as firearms. In one Australian state, because they look identical to prohibited weapons, and there was a subsequent headline that I read uh, later on, you know, between then and now, that was basically like the first guy to register his Nerf gun um, as a firearm. This is, uh, that's an abomination. Like, there's nothing natural or sensible or logical about that. And I wonder if they're using Australia as a test bed to see how far they can push people. And it looks like they can push people pretty far. Almost guaranteed. Yeah. Well, what about? Go ahead, Dave. What What about what What about all them uh, those pen guns, like in all those Bond movies that I watched when I was oh, yeah. a kid? So yeah. How about? Yeah. All I'm All I'm saying is, based on your example, right? I can foresee the future that that you're you're presenting, and although it is grim, right? We're we're not far from it, right? If if they're okay. going if they're going to make guns that look like pens, well then the the moment you have a pen, you know, in your shirt pocket, in your little pocket protector, and the cop sees a pen, his first reaction is going to be that oh, might be a gun, and he's going to shoot first, right? Regardless of okay, what's well, in your pocket. A, how about a tape dispenser? Again, if they're if they're manufacturing firearms that are shaped like tape dispensers. Don't be surprised when the cops see a tape dispenser and they go like, oh, it might be a gun. Look, to a large extent, this type of stuff already exists in the covert operations world. Right? Sure. There's all sorts of James Bond types, type of gadgets that we've never even laid our eyes on because the government's have it in top secret mode and so you can't see it. Yeah, and let's not forget also, even outside of that, with 3D printing, all things are possible. Agreed. Thank you for the call, Dave. Uh, and not only that, not only with 3D printing, right, the fact that in America, uh, citizens are allowed to manufacture their own weapons, you can make it look like whatever you want. Sure. And it's I'm legal. thinking about a mannequin hand, like, endlessly right now. Thank you, Dave. There, there you go. Uh, more coming up. Free Talk Live.
we are back. We are. With the final segment. It's the final countdown. Of the uh, Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. The live call-in show where you could have gotten on the air had you called me a little bit sooner. Uh, but now, forget it. Final segment, you're not on. We don't. I don't do unscreened phone calls. Not, I, I try not to. I'm not cool like that. Uh, so we're going to jump right back in to this article about uh, Mr. Hanspel, the the man who got a mortgage from Washington Mutual in 1998, made one mortgage payment for $1,600 and some change, and then has lived on that property ever since. I want to know why he bothered making the mortgage payment at all in the first place. Wait, ever since or 20 years? Uh, I don't think he's out yet, and this is this is a recent article. So, so that's way more than twenty years if he bought it in ninety six. Well, over twenty years. I think it's the the uh, the first paragraph. Long Island man who only ever made one mortgage payment has used the courts to stay in the house for twenty three years for okay. free. So, and he's made one payment. Of, made one payment of we'll call it sixteen hundred and dollars. So the the dodging eviction, right? Because he got the mortgage in ninety eight. Um, then they you know they they waited till 1999 to start the eviction process and then you know 20 20 some odd years from from that point are you doing some calculations there um, just give me a second yeah, okay. he's got his phone over he's doing calculations all right i'm gonna you, you let me know when you're ready okay i'm ready uh, okay go uh this guy paid five dollars and 78 cents per month <laughs> the equivalent <laughs> on his mortgage since 1996 is that inflation adjusted it, i believe it is okay <laughs> Because my numbers are probably wrong, but I just, <laughs> I just took sixteen hundred and divided it into two hundred and seventy six, which is the appropriate amount of months for twenty three years at twelve months in a year, not counting for leap year or leap month, which right. we don't have. So uh, he made the one payment, and then Washington Mutual pres- uh, started the uh, foreclosure proceedings a year later. So this this is not even the eviction proceedings. This is just the foreclosure, and then we get to the, uh, the eviction. And he clearly cares about the way he looks or so, because that is really nice landscaping going on there. Yeah. The house is clean on the outside. It's a very respectable looking neighborhood. In contrast, if he'd have paid his 1600 bucks a month for the 23 years that he's been in there, he would have paid up until now $441,600. Now, with all that extra money, you're looking at the picture, which, uh, again, you can check out in the in the article there. Um the landscaping, what 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 you would expect to see with that much savings, is like a Bugatti or a <laughs> yeah, Tesla yeah. or something parked out front. Lambo, bro. There you go. Yeah, Lambo. Uh, by May 2000, Washington Mutual successfully foreclosed on the home, and Hanspal was forever barred from any claim to the property, according to the judgment of foreclosure. Ah, but yeah. but Hanspal never left. By January 2001, he filed his first bankruptcy claim. Record show. He went on to file another one in November 2001, two in 2002, and one in 2003. If bankruptcy filings didn't work, Hanspel simply went to a state court seeking relief, sometimes acting as his own attorney, according to an August 2005 order from Nassau County Judge Burton S. Joseph. Meanwhile, in 2004, Hanspel transferred the deed of the home to a friend, Rajinder Paul. Even though he had no legal right to do so, according to court papers. Well, let's let's just make one thing clear here. 
I don't care where you are in the world, generally speaking, rent or your mortgage is your largest payment that you have to make every month. I call this outgo. It's the opposite of income. It's outgo. And so this guy has successfully for 23 years evaded that particular payment, which means he has made more money on whatever kind of salary he's making than anybody else in his same position. And so, therefore, he can afford a nice landscaper. I wonder what he does. He's probably a landscaper. <laughs> Just put up a sign for his business. Uh, that, again, doesn't not, not covered in the article as far as I know. Uh, transferred the deed uh, in 2004. Paul, the Rajinder Paul, the guy he transferred the deed to, using the Kenmore Street address, filed for bankruptcy in 2005, staving off eviction yet again. I mean, this is... This is otherworldly, like, system manipulation, right? Using the system against itself. And and you know what? We're, we're kind of laughing and joking, you know, behind the microphones here. I'm a little bit in awe, a little bit envious of the ability to pull off what is clearly a scam, but, you know, generally against people that we don't care too much about. Seems right. to be perfectly legal. Also a good point. Apparently. Right? Apparently. Using, and it's also a huge case of I deny your reality and substitute my own. Which I love that saying from uh, uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Mr. Hansball and Mr. Paul's apparent frivolous conduct in using the court system and the bankruptcy proceedings as a sword to get out of a lawful debt rather than a shield is most disconcerting to this court. Joseph wrote in 2005, threatening sanctions. Ah, but by 2008, Washington Mutual had gone under uh, that, you know, crisis crash of oh, 2000. right. Yeah, right. that whole thing yeah. that happened in 2008. 2008. Right, yeah. Marking one of the largest bank collapses in American history with its assets eventually taken over by J.P. Morgan. The new bank was also unable to boot Hanspel <laughs> and has been locked in litigation with him for years. With Hansel filing at least three lawsuits against J.P. Morgan Chase and Nassau Supreme Court, you made Maddie Matt snort. Totally, I love it. I told you that's always my goal to make you know, make you guys laugh. The two sides are also in an ongoing legal battle in Brooklyn Federal Court. Now, this you brought up. I think it was you, Maddie Matt. Um, the you know if they can't prove that they own the loan or that they have legitimate claim to it, right? Right. You know this. He I signed up with Washington Mutual. This got bought and sold as securities, and who you know, God knows where it went. Mister Hansbull might have a legitimate claim at this point, or the other guy he signed the thing over. Uh, to. Yeah, Mister Paul might right. have legitimate, you know, concern and complaint at this point that no, they, they, there's no legitimate mortgage holder, and so these lawsuits must proceed onward as though it was legitimate. Hansbull claimed in court. Go ahead. That's a little hilarious. It's like, and on top of it all, he's making it into a bigger mess than it originally was on purpose with this other deed right. holder. So that's just, oh, they could transfer that deed six more times and they'll all live there for the rest of their lives with grandkids. And they might. Hansbell claims in court papers that Chase committed blatant fraud in 2010 by trying to evict him when it didn't have proper title to the home and accused the bank of withholding surplus funds from a previous auction of the property. I wonder what he's doing about property taxes. I say this because I don't know how it goes in, where is this, New York? Yep. Uh, in in New Hampshire, at least, 
there was some snafu between my mortgage company and the tax folks where I live. Normally, your tax, your property tax is rolled into your mortgage. I got a letter from the tax people in New Hampshire going, hey, uh, we haven't received your tax payment. And so I called the mortgage company and they're like, no, that's our bad. We switched systems. We'll notify them. And they did. And it was all fine. So I'm just wondering what happens if the guy's only made one payment. Do the tax people in New York mail him, contact him, call him, whatever, and go, hey, by the way, your tax hasn't been paid. Does he go, oh, we'll talk to my mortgage company. Or does he go, let me pay it. We'll get to that. If we, I'll, okay. I'll make sure to get to that. It's in the article? It, nice. By May 2018, Chase unloaded the po- property to Diamond Ridge, which offered Hansbill $20,000 to leave. He didn't take the deal and instead filed for bankruptcy oh again God. in 2019 and 2020. <laughs> Another purported occupant of the house, Boss Chala, filed bankruptcy four times in 2019, as did another resident, allegedly named John Smith, who filed once. (laughs) That's great. There always seems to be a new occupant who pops up at the last moment, said Diamond Ridge attorney Katz. They never show up in court. At least one judge thinks it's time for Hansball to go. The history of this case going on for approximately 20 years must come to an end, Nassau District Judge Scott Fairgrieve wrote in a December 2019 housing court proceedings. This answers your question, uh, Captain. Diamond Ridge has spent $150,000 on legal fees and paid $50,000 in property tax since purchasing the home, said member Maxold, who added that, as of this writing, we still have no known end in sight. So they gave the guy twenty grand, and they spent two hundred grand on whatever else. They offered him twenty grand. No, he, he did not it. accept Sorry. it. Okay, so and then the the property company spent fifty thousand dollars in property tax. Uh, the pandemic may give Hansball yet another reprieve, who said the COVID nineteen backlog in New York housing court has kept them from pursuing their eviction efforts. Hansball did not return messages. Uh, that'll do it for the article, and that'll do it for us tonight. Find out more about Free Talk Live at freetalklive.com. 